Hi everyone, uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us Miss uh, Soumya Tiwari and Miss uh, Babita Sinha, who are the founders of uh, Your Green Canvas, uh, promoting nature-made art. Uh, hi, 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 Soumya, and hi, Babita. Welcome to ELI. Hi, Priya. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, it's a great platform to be appearing on, so we are very happy. Uh, uh, Soumya and Babita, I'd uh, request both of you to introduce yourself. Uh, would uh, start with uh, Soumya. Yeah, hi everyone. Um, as Priya mentioned, we are the founders of Your Green Canvas. Now, this is a broad, uh, you know, a company born out of sheer love for plants and greeneries, and also a little bit. Uh, you know, inspired by our uh, passion and our want to do something which was not, uh, you know, the regular corporate life. Uh, I come from HR background. I was working in a corporate uh, HR company. Babita comes from, uh, you know, she was a day trader. So, you know, th this whole company was born out of our sheer love for, uh, you know, plants, greenery and our, will, uh, our willingness and our will to do something different, something that has an impact, something more meaningful than what we were doing. And and here we are seven years down the line and uh, we're quite happy with uh, what we have been able to achieve, but there's so much more to go, you know, do. Uh, Babita, do you want to add? Uh, yeah, uh, so uh, as Samia told that it was born out of sheer passion for what we love. We could uh, see greenery in every aspect and we were thinking that being in a big city, people were missing something inside their homes and Initially, when we started, it was only with small green products, but you know, but as we grew, our canvas has also grown large from small tabletops to now, you know, highways and uh, we'll come across that in the, yes, but the motivation basically was to bring greenery inside the homes of people who were missing greenery in big cities. Got it. Uh now tell us in detail uh, about your green canvas like uh, what what is the kind of reach and what is the kind of impact we have brought in uh, to our society uh, uh, as of as of now okay so i'll start with this that we started as babita mentioned uh, from our homes because you know whatever impact whatever change that we need to bring into the society needs to start from our home so our products our services started from how to introduce greenery to our in you know our indoor environment so be it a small plant be it indoor gardens be it balconies be it as Bhavika mentioned tabletops once we um, had a little bit of handle on how to introduce greenery indoors it started growing a little bit outside and now and then uh, the next step was to uh, work with uh, uh, you know smaller retail uh, clients like your restaurants, your, your uh, uh, pubs, breweries, uh, wherein we started talking to people about how to incorporate nature into their overall design and how to make sure that, you know, the, the structure that they have is uh, in line with uh, the nature around and not hampering it, like it's coexisting happily with it. So that was the next step. So the next step that we did was from the homes, we moved on to uh, as all these restaurants, as I mentioned, and then came our now currently like we are doing our corporates, because if we have to make our impact larger, if we have to uh, make our products, uh, uh, you know, reach 
a wider audience we had to go to the corporates because you know if, if we are tackling one building we are tackling about thousand people at one go so the next step that we took was to go uh, you know approach the corporate buildings co-working buildings large it parks tech parks to introduce green green to their uh, environment and fortunately uh, you know the difference that we have seen from when we started to now is that uh, it is uh, it is a now it is given that you know when somebody is building an office or somebody is building a uh, 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 an IT setup or even like, a, you know, other larger setups, they think of green spaces. And that is a happy change that we have seen. So now, as you've noticed, we are now catering to green needs of people, right from the homes to their offices to parks. And as Babita mentioned, we are now also um, slowly building our uh, portfolio in the national highways, wherein we are trying to work with the governments to do introduce um, native greenery into our infrastructure spaces. So that's now what your green canvas is. So we want to achieve a point wherein when people think of greenery, they think of us in all aspects, like end-to-end -end green services. Understood. So uh, uh, one thing I'm very curious to understand is uh, uh, when you uh, approach different corporates, how do they uh, see this uh, as a uh, the business problem so uh, when you pitch to businesses they think everything from a numbers point of view like uh, uh, what is the profitability impact what is the impact on their top line uh, so uh, how do you convince corporates to implement this kind of strategy from a ROI point of view or from a uh, uh, tangible uh, point of view in terms point of view so what we have uh, what we have seen you know the corporates uh, think also about their employees now. So it is not everything is tangible for them. There are a few things where they don't see the ROI, but yes, they do feel that if they can introduce greenery at multiple levels, you know, there is a feel good factor about it amongst their employees and they want to return back, uh, especially to the spaces like, you know, where they eat their lunches or they spend their times or where they go for the smoking so that uh, what we see, they, they love to be in such places and uh, without thinking about the ROIs, uh, the corporates are incorporating it. And also one more thing we have seen that, you know, uh, when uh, the co corporates are there, they, they feel even while gifting or even while uh, having those training sessions, they go for something like, you know, grow your microgreens, or how to make a terrarium, something, you know, which is connected to the nature. And I think their uh, money doesn't come in. That is yeah. the thing that people want to do. And uh, also we have this model where we uh, have not uh, a rental basis. So, you know, uh, we give plants to the companies on a rental basis. So uh, every month, the outgo is not, it's not a capital expense, it's a, a monthly expense. So that's how, also how they like to balance, but what we feel they want to incorporate greenery in their offices. That's the, that's the change we have seen in, uh, from when we started to now, like if you see some of the biggest co-working companies, you know, whether it's your WeWorks, whether it's your IndyCube and some of the others, you will see that a good portion of their uh, very uh, you know, precious, uh, real estate property is actually given to a uh, landscaping 
like they will leave massive amount of space which they can actually use uh, to create more seating they leave for landscaping so that's a huge change that we have seen and i think their roi is in terms of in terms of uh, employee satisfaction uh, in terms of uh, better you know mental health overall for their people people working in those buildings mm -hmm. okay uh, so uh, uh, entrepreneurship can be defined as a, a process where you solve a problem for the society and uh, get compensated for it uh, if i were to ask you what is the core problem you are solving for our society greenery like uh, depleting greenery massively depleting greenery that's 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 still the biggest goal that we have like uh, all these things that we are doing will be of no uh, consequence if we are not able to change people's mindset when it comes to the larger issue that we are facing because it it is a mammoth task it's a huge thing and that's what uh, you know we have been tackling uh, on a multiple level like we can't make bring on huge changes uh, right away so we are now trying to see if we can change you know people's mindset one person at a time like if we are able to influence let's say 10 people and those 10 people go and further influence another 100 people and so on and so forth we feel that you know we will be able to bring in uh, that massive uh, change in people's attitude towards overall greenery and depleting greenery because it's a dire straits that we are in i mean it's it's incredibly incredibly problematic is it a problem people are concerned about uh... uh right now you know it is something that people uh, it's like how when people initially we, when we we started this business it was very difficult to convince people that they need plants at home it was something that they thought okay you know it's a little bit of a task but okay fine you i'll take two plants but now uh, after 7 years of being in this business it's a need that people feel that they like it's a need when people build houses they plan for that small area of greenery so And that is the change that we are bringing even in this space and yeah, i would like to add you know even uh, during this covid period we have seen this uh, love for greenery has accentuated because people are staying they have no connect with nature so what we have seen the number of people flocking to the nurseries have become multiple times you know you if even if you go to any a roadside nursery you'll see cars stop there and people are willing to spend money and to take care of plants because uh, that is what the connect with nature at the moment for them is to yeah. take care of something to make it grow to make it be so it it is it is something you know which mentally connects with them that is where uh, we see that uh, for many businesses this covid has been bad for but for the plant businesses i'm not saying my business per se but you know for any people who are dealing in plants and who are into you know gardening or even vegetable growing the businesses are flourishing at the moment yeah right. because you know if you see if you bring up three plants well and you you know suddenly you become an environmentalist like you start seeing the value in taking care of greens mm -hmm. and that is how people are now getting into more and more uh, you know awareness about how the challenges the earth faces at on a much bigger level got it um uh now let's get into the uh, entrepreneurship part of uh, entrepreneur our show uh, so uh would like to understand how both of you came together and uh, thought of building something um, um around uh, the area you are operating in also would like to understand how did you arrive at the common agenda that this is something we, both of us want to pursue 
so uh, this is something which is very easy to answer you know we were friends first before we became uh, co-founders and partners and we used to travel a lot together uh, we used to uh, take foreign trips together and you know what both of us found in common were i was day trading and she was in an hr company and we didn't love our job we wanted to do something different something which could make an impact so you know uh, we somehow felt we gelled well as friends and uh, it so happened that you know we got attracted to the common things like any twig fallen on the floor or even a rock or how the nature is uh, the plants are wrapping around a piece of rock you know both of us felt that we got attracted to the same thing so uh, so it so happened that we went for a, a trip together to london and uh, we did a terrarium course there and we thought that this was and i'm talking about 7 years back when terrariums were something which were very uncommon in india so we thought we will do it something to that extent but what we were taught over there was more with the plants which were not adaptable to the indian conditions so for 6 months we uh, figured out how to build a supply chain from where to get what initially we were importing glasses but uh, then we found that india has a wealth of people who can manufacture glasses for us so uh, from there you know we started figuring out how the plants can grow in this environment and in indian environment to so 6 months it took us just to figure out how to build a product and you know it is uh, a product is as good as a product till it gets sold and it happened that one of our friends was having a shop and somya casually mentioned that you know babita makes terrariums and she said why don't you keep it so when we made first terrarium we didn't know how to price it also but we thought okay let's go keep it let's see what the response was and the response was phenomenal and you know that response took us to the next step you know it is uh, as you grow you know you think you are doing a good job and it so happens that you from one step to another you keep on taking and from terrariums it took us people uh, one of the one of the uh, companies uh, restaurant saw the terrariums and they called us to do their restaurant based on our uh, aesthetics and art part and uh, from there you know there was one after another the businesses kept coming to us and off late like after 3 4 years we got into active marketing and before that it was only through word of mouth that the products were uh, working for us so i may would like to add it was very much like a journey yeah it was like a journey i mean it's not like we thought that we will become this big green company we basically started we wanted to sell terrariums when we started but i think what we have learned over a period of Uh, like the seven years that we have been working is that you have to first not be closed to any idea that comes your way uh, it took us a lot of courage on our part in the beginning to move from one particular thing that we had gotten good at to move to completely some new like we were not landscapers we had not we don't have any um, you know background in terms of our uh, we are not landscape architects no architecture background no designing background so to move from one product to the service where of designing was like a big jump and uh, uh, it took us some time but we did it and i'm we are so glad we did it because now that's a huge part of our portfolio like uh, the biggest part of our portfolio is the landscaping and maintenance uh, of you know of large uh, buildings of balconies terraces so i think what we have learned is to be open to ideas to go with the flow to learn on the, like you know, to learn on the go as well 
and uh, take help wherever possible like you know if you don't know something get somebody who knows it and and just do it like that's the only way to move forward otherwise we would still be sitting and only making terrariums so yeah that's one of the things that we've learned okay uh one thing babita mentioned that uh, both of you uh, hated your job uh, not uh, i wouldn't say hated but uh, I, you, you may, may have thought that uh, there is a better alternative uh would like yeah. to know uh, would like to know how would you compare uh, a job with uh, with the life of an entrepreneur life of an entrepreneur is tough man <laughs> stuff but uh, it's 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 Most also satisfying. very satisfying it's also very satisfying because you know whatever i do my mistakes my uh, joys my you know things that we have done well everything is ours like whatever we have done has resulted into it whether it's a failure or a success so that satisfaction you can't take away uh, the satisfaction of having built something which has you know like earlier i remember when we had started we just, we would not think so far we, it would just be like one year on one year like we will look at this at one year thing it was just that much like next few months is what we would look at now we look at like five years down the lane like now when we are talking to people who are doing nhai we are not thinking very short term we are thinking very 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 long term so i think those are the changes as far as jobs are concerned i think i didn't i can't say i don't want to openly say that i hated it but i felt like i was and it's not just their fault i think i was not giving them the best like i think i was just like coasting and i don't think it's great for a company to have an employee who's just like somehow doing something because i was very very dissatisfied i didn't think i was making any difference to the company so that was one thing and babita i think it was more stress for you right like it was yes. not it was you know the my emotions used to rise with the market graphs and you know it used to wane with the market graphs and i i just didn't uh, it it was giving me lot of money though so what during that period i felt that money was not something which was that attractive there was yeah. something more to it so uh, maybe you know when we started we we were not taking salaries both somya and i didn't take Did salary for quite yeah, some time. yeah. but we that, that satisfaction of you know creating something from a scratch and making people happy with that what is what was itself a very big uh, uh, prize for and uh, monetary benefit like not monetary benefit for us so i think that's that's how all entrepreneurs initially go through that phase is always there when you know the um, initial years where you don't know whether your salary is important or running a company is more important but you know over a period of time you know once it reaches a point you can you can get what you are expecting out of it but um, it's it's more of a passion than uh, than what we did in job the, the passion part was missing as a day trader for me and i think for somya it yeah. was yeah and i mean now if you look at it now like it's it's we are more invested in the company so you know everything that happens to the company does impact us but you know it's all the 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 highest factor is that is the is the happiness that we get out of it or even just the you know the fact that we are able to employ so many people even you know we even the fact that we are able to impact a larger society as a whole like whatever decisions i take helps like we work a lot with uh, apd like you know association for people with disabilities because they have a great horticulture department so those things actually matter now even after like long time i'm i cannot lie it's tough but at the end of it if you're doing it just the way you should be doing it it's just worth it 
uh, now that uh, you have been uh, seven years into it and you have uh, got some traction, I would like to understand uh, what is your uh, end goal or what is the vision with the, this venture? Now it is about impacting our uh, immediate environment. Like that is the biggest uh, yeah. thing that we have. Everything we do has to have a positive environment. So, you know, we have also changed our ways in which we are doing business. We were learning at the beginning, but now like right from our supplier chain, from the way we grow plants, the people we employ, how are we impacting our immediate environment, immediate communities? Uh, that is the biggest draw for us. Uh, also, like uh, even in, as, in terms of aspirations for the company, like I said, now we are looking five years down the lane, 10 years down the lane where we are, you know, uh, building larger green communities, working with larger set of people, impacting ecosystems, complete ecosystems rather than, you know, just a small uh, set of people. So that's the biggest uh, goal now that we have. Okay. Uh, in my experience, every entrepreneur goes through a series of failure as well uh, while pivoting and building the uh, venture. Uh, would you be open enough to share some of your failures uh, as entrepreneurs? So many. The basic uh, one initially was we, we were thinking very small. We were thinking of only selling a small part of things and we were happy with that. Not that we were not happy with it and we were very engrossed with it. We, we didn't see the big picture, but as we grew, as time passed, we started seeing a big picture and uh, it, it the canvas has become big now. So uh, it was initially just small tabletops. So now you see if, if as Soumya said, it's now become more environment, like we want to do something for the mother earth, as you can say, than you know, for individuals and how we can impact and whatever, you, all these small, small things were a challenge initially. The I, And Soumya and I, we have a different nature. So, so she, she is of a different nature. We have our conflicts, but you know, what happens if something comes out of it is much better than what I would have done on my own or she would have done on her own. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> no, and also like failures. For example, we are not into project management. We had, we had never done like a large scale project management. So the first couple of projects were like such a big chaos. You know, I mean, we would be screamed at by random people because, you know, we just didn't know, but it, it took those two failures. Like the first couple of projects were such a pain, but it took those two projects to teach us how to now navigate our through some, some of the larger ones. So every time we do something different, the first one is like a that. It's just that, that now we are able to manage that. Back then, every failure used to look like it's the end of us. Now it's part of our life. Like even if it does not do well, it's part of our life. I remember the first time we sold a terrarium and a plant died, we were like, shit, what are we doing? Like we should not be doing this. Now we have to tell people it's okay if you kill a couple of plants, it's fine. Like it, that's how you learn. As long as you learn from it, it's fine. So I think that's what we have learned. Like every now and then we have some massive ones. You can't, you, it's, it's the nature of the business. You cannot, you can't predict how your employees will behave at times. So, you know, in the middle of the project, you might have some five people leaving. What do you do? So you always now then learn to have a backup. In the middle of a project, some of our, uh, one of our supervisors left, like, you know, he used to be handling the whole thing and he left. So what do you do? 
so you now learn to go with the flow and now we have like a backup okay if this guy leaves we'll have someone else but and again relationship with the clients becomes very important like how are you communicating so yeah failures are like it's every other day in some more like learning lessons for us yeah yeah it's there you can't you cannot prevent it it will be there you just move on and you learn from it that's the that's all i can say don't let it get you down uh babita mentioned uh, the, or uh, babita gave some hint that uh, sometimes you do have conflicts uh, between uh, mm-hmm. the founders and this is uh, this is one thing mm-hmm. that many many of our listeners also would would be interested to understand when there are multiple uh, founders how the dynamics work how they resolve conflict how how do they arrive at a common agenda <laughs> you know the conflicts are not in terms of you know a personal conflict it's only a business conflict in in terms of like choosing a design or uh, selecting the right type of plants but you know uh, uh, it is part of it and you just sometimes have to give away something also yes. yeah yes, it is it is like any corporate if if you are four five people who have a different point of view you'll always have a conflict the conflict for us luckily has not been to an extent where you know it has been something beyond the business so uh, it it has only been for a plan or for a particular product or very small how we approach a few things yeah yes yes uh, but i think you know what has helped i'm sorry i'm interrupting go uh, ahead priya uh, so i am trying to understand is it good to have conflicts uh, between the founders yes absolutely yeah see i tell you before we started you know it helped that we were friends like we were good friends so we had decided that you know even before we started we had decided that you know this given our nature given that we know each other uh, it was it was very very uh, obvious that there will be problems there will be conflict there will be change in here we had decided that you know beyond a point we will not let it impact our personal relationship and we keep that in mind very very firmly so you know given the situation either of us walks off like you know if i strongly believe in something which she is not very sure of but she feels like okay she is really invested in it babita will walk off like she will give in so i think it is very important to draw the line of where of the draw the line that you either of us will not cross uh, when it comes to overall Uh, overall running of the business and where we want to take it it's very important that we have the same vision and that is where we have to somehow work out even if we look at it differently we make sure that that particular path you know we have the same vision for that path everything else it does not matter like design changes uh, we have very different ways of you know looking at things and uh, you know what we give into is it depends on the situation but overall business if we have to make sure that we have the same views and same vision okay yeah okay uh, we we are approaching end of the session just 5 minutes left i only have two questions left uh can you tell us what are what are your learnings as entrepreneurs uh, which can shorten the other entrepreneurs who are watching this uh, podcast or uh, listening to this podcast i'll give you two one is that never hesitate in taking help <laughs> please don't think you are able to do anything on your own if people are ready to offer you help take it blatantly shamelessly take help take help from people you trust but uh take help there is just no way you can do it on your own i mean uh, people are offering do take help second thing is um 
there are so many lessons i think uh, uh, one thing we always faced with and struggle with even now is imposter syndrome always feeling that you know we are not doing the right thing we are not the right people for doing it whether we are doing it right or not whether we should be here or not like those things are constantly there with you that will never go away and you just have to push through that so you have to believe that you have built something if it has existed for 7 years i'm very sure it's going to exist for the next 20 years so belief in oneself is incredibly important i mean a lot of entrepreneurs start with that belief but it sort of slowly goes down you know in the next like they start on a high and then in the next one year when things don't fall through it goes down i think that's one important thing to go through babita yeah I, that's pretty much it okay yeah and you will learn nobody like i was not an entrepreneur i don't i still don't see myself being an ideal entrepreneur we run things very differently but you learn you learn a whole lot of things we didn't even know what a performa was when we started somebody asked us for a performa and we look googled it oh what's a performa so you know that's how it is you will learn and every step is a learning step that's more important yeah yeah uh, my last question to both of you uh, you have gone through a journey of entrepreneurship and uh, every entrepreneur starts it uh, by uh, there are some plans but there are some accidents as well so how do you suggest someone who is uh, right now thinking about entrepreneurship to start their journey as entrepreneurs what are the different uh, series of steps you would want them to uh, go through i don't even know whether we have the right person to say this because ask us pure accident Yes, but uh, um, accord. I think from our experience, what we see is the vision has to be clear. So there will be failures, but each failure has to be a learning lesson. Uh, we yeah. also feel that uh, you know you will have problems in self belief at times when you know when you are very low. You always have that feeling. But I think pursue it. Pursue that dream, and you know. it is sometimes that nature contrives to make you successful so and believe in the idea like if you are idea if you believe in that idea i think that's the most important thing if you are starting with something believe in that product or idea or whatever you are doing if you don't believe it nobody else is going to believe it if you are not able to sell your product or your idea nobody else can do it so i think that it's very very important that you know uh, that the the product or the idea that you are starting with is something that you are completely convinced about because you will be going with that idea to the market i think that's the only thing that was standing for us when because we believed in this product we made and nothing else was clear we didn't know how to sell it also but we believed in that product i think that was and a good starting also point also i think um, one should have 6 months of you know income with you to think that you yeah, will not absolutely. earn anything from your company but you know you have to survive mm -hmm. so uh, so some source of income or even if your savings at least 6 months of savings should be there with you that's what i feel yeah absolutely because we didn't take any salary for a year so i know it's very important to have that savings got it okay uh, on that note i'd uh, close this session it has been a pleasure to host both of you uh, and our audience would have got a lot of lessons from this video thanks for your time uh, somya and babita and our best wishes for uh, your green thank campaign. you so much thank you priya thank you so much thank you for having us eli Uh, listeners uh, you can follow yes. somya and babita on linkedin by typing somya tiwari and babita sinha that is it for today's episode we will be back with another exciting entrepreneur stay tuned to eli